Kennedy. It was federal control of private schools. It was Roe v. Wade, which, you know, overturned laws and social conventions. And now it's the defense of religious liberty. And all of these things are defenses. They're all and defensive by, by nature. They're responding to perceived aggression. I think that Christians are going to need to think differently. They, instead of just responding to aggression, they're need to, going to need to look at first principles and then apply them to current circumstances. I think the Catholic tradition, by the way, is better at doing this. They take principles like subsidiarity, the importance of private and local institutions, and solidarity, you know, solidarity with the poor in particular, preferential option for the poor. They take these principles and apply them to issues like immigration or, you know, other matters in our public life and pro-life issues. And they've come up with a more consistent ethic. So instead of just responding to perceived aggression, I think it's going to be important for Christians in this next step to apply first principles and be distinctive, be something different than just another uh, interest group in our public life. But it's not just the Trump phenomenon, surely. I mean, there were evangelical leaders whose names everybody in this country knows, Reverend Falwell, Pat Robertson, Ralph Reed, who preached frankly, very intolerant messages who said, you know, things like Hurricane Katrina was God's judgment on America because of homosexuality. That right. doesn't sound very compassionate. No, I mean, certainly all along that was an argument within the movement of Christian political engagement. I think in the 70s and 80s, a lot of Christians engaged in politics went the wrong direction. They really did, you know, view themselves in almost a cynical fashion as just another interest group in the Republican Party pushing for causes that would benefit them and their members. That really has almost nothing to do with the history of Christian social engagement. And there were those cases of real excess here where Christian leaders showed that they were disconnected from the humane values of their own tradition and were discrediting. I think there's a good argument can be made that particularly among millennials, there is a serious reaction against the religious right in the number that identify themselves as nuns, as none of the above. I think one of the reasons we have so many millennials who are disengaged from institutional religion is because they saw what the religious right looked like and said, if this is religion, I don't want any part of it. And so you do have a division now even among evangelicals, between older evangelicals who really are taking the course of the religious right, 55 and above, and 40-year-old and younger evangelicals who are very disillusioned with that type of model of social engagement, looking for something different. They have conservative social values, but they don't want to be part of a movement that is discredited in our common life because it didn't live up to its own views and values. You know, we have a number of evangelical leaders endorsing Donald Trump, who's talked mm -hmm. about building a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. Right. Would you like to see that issue framed differently? Well, yes, absolutely. I don't think that your view of human life and dignity dictates one policy or another policy, you know, in some mechanical fashion. You have to make judgments about what good policy is. But it removes the option, I think Christian faith removes the option of dehumanizing immigrants, making them seem like the other, making them seem like a threat. That is not an option. 
from the perspective of Christian social engagement. And that's what you're seeing on the part of a lot of Christians. It's deeply disturbing, deeply hypocritical to essentially have a politics based on us or them, a politics based on the other, criticizing the other. That is not consistent, I think, with a Christian view of what politics should be. I mean, putting aside what does or doesn't happen with this particular election, who does or doesn't win, it sounds like evangelicals, many of them have a sense of being embattled in their own country, in their own culture, and, and misunderstood or rejected for precisely for their faith. So, I'm wondering, what would you want, say, secular liberals or secular atheists to understand about evangelicals? If there is this kind of cultural divide between, you know, people of, of this particular faith and, you know, the secular, modernist, none of the above folks. Mm -hmm. 